0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The winter break trips are winding down with Celtic closing in on more than one fullback. Glenn Kamara could move to Rangers this month, according to his Dundee manager. And Gary Caldwell says sorting out the small details can haul Partick Thistle off the bottom of the Championship this weekend. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevans. And today is all about the anatomy. Andy Murray's damaged hip has ended a stellar career on the tennis court and... Is it better to have signed old heads like Jermaine Defoe and Stephen Davis or young legs like Timothy Weir, Ollie Burke and Vakun Bayo? I could count on the fingers of one hand those who would agree with me on anything and four of those are blood relations. So I'll happily throw the questions over to the audience and leg it beside Big Derek to get an ear bashing. Plenty of fascinating fixtures in the championship and beyond tomorrow, Derek, as yeah. well. Uh, and of course, everyone's still so fascinated on what their team is doing, isn't doing uh, during this transfer window. Well, most teams have strengthened, haven't they? Yeah, I think Kilmarnock are maybe the only team in their. Uh, I mean, they've lost Jones, but he's still going to be there. But to lose Greg Stewart is a huge blow. I think he's been absolutely outstanding. The first half of the season So that's a blow for them But but you're right you know, There's still football on tomorrow And, and Partick Thistle We'll see we mention them Every week You know it's a must win for them Falkirk's starting to come back A wee bit now They've had five or six New signings in that team What a game that's going to be And they're United Beating last week They're away up to Inverness This week so Plenty of decent games On tomorrow as well Still 20 days left In the window You know yep. so the, the deal that brought Greg Stewart Into Kilmarnock Might be even surpassed By another deal To bring somebody else from well, somewhere else. Clark, that, that's his, the great thing about Steve he yeah. knows all the managers down there if there's players available he'll certainly get them that's for sure yes keen to get you Kilmarnock fans thoughts on Greg Stewart's departure and anyone else I wonder how you think that will affect the battle at the top in the second hour of tonight's show we do have an exclusive interview with Jack Ross very interesting man yeah. I'm sure you'll agree uh, he talks life at Sunderland his time at St Mirren and answered that age old questions are Scottish refs worse than anywhere else stay oh. tuned to find out his answer a <laughs> uh, couple of questions Tonight Hugh Keevans yeah. Here we go right In light of the news About Andy Murray We're mm-hmm. asking you If you could have Prolonged the career Of any footballer Who would it be Now that goes to fans Of all teams You must have someone When they hung up their boots You thought Oh no I wish we could get Five more years out of that yeah. guy So if you could have Prolonged the career Of any footballer Who would it be And also A week in the training ground For your team So what is the one thing you expect to see an improvement on after the break. Is it taking chances, defending set pieces, breaking teams down? You tell us. What should your team be better at after the break? 0141-951-1025. Well, you know, Andy Murray, his career has been brought to an end before he wanted it to be brought to an end. Now, you would extend that if you could. But I think tonight he can go with his head held high Absolutely. Of course he can Absolutely. Two Olympic gold medals Two Wimbledon titles One US Open so And he, 100 million <laughs> <laughs> He has had a stellar career yeah. He makes every Scottish person extremely proud But the question you pose Gordon Is a great one Because I can think off the top of my head Of several footballers whose career I would have liked to have seen extended and some of them had to go because of injury Some of them went too early And that was their fault But it's a great question Throw some names at me What have you got? Um, 
from my childhood, I remember Jimmy Johnson. Uh, you know, if you wanted to extend somebody's career, Wee Jinky would have been uh, high on that list. Uh, I, in later life, uh, reveled in watching Brian Loudrop and Henrik Larson grace our football fields. If you could have kept them here for even longer, that'd have been terrific. But everyone will have their personal favourite. Couple of questions for you then tonight In light of the news about Andy Murray If you could have prolonged the career of any footballer Who would it be and why? And after a week in the sun For many on the training ground What is the one thing you would like to see your team improve After the break? It could be anything But let's talk specifically about what you would like to see 01419511025 We're also on Twitter at Clare SSB Already a good response uh, coming in uh, actually uh, Crawford Brown says I live for Hugh's beginning monologue But don't tell him that Don't worry Crawford Your secret is safe Jamie says Barry Ferguson Is the, the one he would like to uh, prolong uh, R.E. Uh, says Lubo uh, Johnny L. goes for George Connolly So some great answers coming in Right Let's speak to Greg, Chris Who's a Rangers fan in Dumbarton first up What's on your mind tonight Chris? Hi panel um, Hi Chris Just when we were talking about the, the transfer window And obviously the comings and goings Now initially my thoughts were That the, the two signings that Rangers have made um, Have been good quality signings And in my opinion initially was That I didn't think we needed any more um, To you know put us ahead of the rest of the SPL Outside of Celtic And you know push on and, and really put the distance there Before really challenging for the title But with Greg Stewart now being recalled to um, Birmingham um, I don't think the chances are that he's he's actually going to get used there, and I think potentially there's an opportunity. Rangers could go in, get him in the cheap, and it, you know could fill that gap of the number ten role that you know we're, we're potentially crying out for. But I just wanted to see what the the panel's opinion was on that. But, but you know what? I mean, you make a good point. That is a good point you make. But, the, but there's a reason I would imagine that Birmingham want him back is because they're toiling a wee bit, yeah. and they're watching him up here scoring goals for fun, looking the business. You know, very, very confident. He's got his confidence back. I would, I would think that Birmingham would, would want him back to play for them. That's that's the only thing I would disagree with that. Because normally, if, you, if you're letting somebody go like that, you've, you've got people there to replace him. So he's not really needed unless he does well. Get him there for the season, then we'll get him back. But to call him back early, they're obviously needing them more than anything. I think in general terms, though, Chris sits on an interesting point. I think Rangers are, to use a expression, Popular in this part of the world Rangers are tooling up For the second half of the season And they are doing everything in their power Because they smell blood And they think they can win the title Is that a bit like when you go and grab your pen Before you come in here Is that, is that you tooling up? For- you, you know when I'm in here at half past twelve And the show doesn't start <laughs> until six You know I'm in here about a man on a mission That's true So the Rangers are on a mission and they think they can win the title this season. They were mocked at the start of the season when they appointed Steven Gerrard, and everyone said, rookie manager, won't do this, won't do that. But at the halfway stage in the season, they believe they can win Listen. the title, and they're throwing everything at it. And Celtic, in defence of their seven in a row, going for eight in a row, are doing the same because there's been terrific activity both sides uh, Chris, even if that wasn't to happen Is is this still a a boost for Rangers and Celtic And Aberdeen and anyone else who's up there For the simple fact that Greg Stewart is one of If not Kilmarnock's best player this season And he won't be there for the remainder Yeah, I mean, I think From a Kilmarnock point of view it, It's been a hard transfer window to take Obviously, you don't know where Jones' head's going to be you, you hope it's going to be the right place from, you know, from a professional footballer's point of view You hope he's going to want to do a job Whether Carl will play him or not, I don't know um, but yeah, Greg Stewart then getting kind of recalled away. It's weak in Kilmarnock, but yeah. obviously good news for 
you know, for for Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen. But I don't know. In, in the in the spirit of competition, maybe takes that a little bit yeah. of a off it if you want to look at it that way. Yeah, Hugh. Because for us, we 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 just want to see every team as strong as possible, mm-hmm. and we've enjoyed what Greg Stewart's brought to Kilmarnock this yeah. season. He's he's been a joy to watch and. Yeah, you, like you, you, you make a good point. They may well replace him with someone yeah. similar, but if they can't, that'll be a shame. But it's not the one off you. You know, he does it at home. People say, "Well, he only does it at home." No, he doesn't. He scored a magnificent goal at Ibrox, yeah. the equaliser from the right hand side, and bent it in the top corner. I, he's just a in this league. Yeah. He's a quality player. Birmingham have watched that. They're toiling a wee bit and saying, "Why is he up there?" You know, we're in. We, we, we've got a chance of getting in this top six. You know, let's bring them back. I just think Stevie Clark's too smart for this. You know, he knows he's got 20 days left in which to get in replacements. That's the good thing. At least Greg Stewart has gone on the 11th of January. If he'd mm-hmm. gone on the 31st of January and you had no time to replace him, then that might have been a problem. But Stevie Clark knows. I mean, the man's not without ego, he's not without understanding. He has performed a miraculous job in one year at Rugby Park. He knows he's only one point behind Celtic and Rangers. Therefore, he's not daft. He'll call in all those contacts from Chelsea, from Liverpool, from Newcastle, all over England. And he will bring in players before this window closes. Let's not forget, he survived losing, again, one of his best players in Malumbu last season. You could say Kamarnock are even better now than they were, or certainly not a lot in it. Uh, Chris, if we're talking about all these things being linked... Do you think this has an impact on Rangers' chances of getting Jordan Jones in this window? Just on the basis that if Kilmarnock have already lost Greg Stewart, maybe they'll be extra keen to hold on to Jones. They'll definitely be extra keen to hold on to Jones, but I, I think it's really going to come down to Stevie Clark's opinion of Jones. I think it was well documented how he came out on social media after um, signing the, the pre-contract agreement with us. Um, so it, it's whether Clark still thinks he can do a professional job or not. Um, mm. I've got a friend who's a, a Kilmarnock fan he thinks he, he shouldn't be anywhere near the team again um, particularly not when they're due to play us the kind of first game isn't it it's the first game back game, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely yeah. next, next Wednesday night um, Rugby Park so I think a lot, he's going to get a bit of backlash but you know he is a quality player and for teams like Kilmarnock but I think there's only so much Stevie Clark can do in terms of keeping pulling these guys out of the hat um, with the resources they've got they do a great job but you know, it'd be really key to, to hold him on and get him on side for the last... And, and you know what, you know what, Chris? It's, it's all right saying Stevie's got all these contacts, and he does. He's got a lot of friends down there. But you still have to pay money to bring them yeah. up on loan for six months. It's not as if, can we get him and we'll pay his wages? No, you have to pay maybe 50 grand, or I mean, depending it on what it is. It certainly you depends, know. but you need, to be able, you need to have the resources to pull yeah, off one way or another. He's got to be backed. He's got or, to be backed or, by or, the director. Or you have to find, you know... The, the 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 really the right type of deal. I mean, let's be honest. Ross McCormick's a twelve million pound player not so long ago. Yeah. That's why Motherwell have got him on a on a loan, yeah. Hugh, and and you you try and figure something out wages wise. So there are ways there are ways yeah. and means. If Jordan Jones goes to Rangers before the end of January, money will have to change hands. Yeah. That can yep. be reinvested. I was going to say actually because I just asked Chris if this, in his opinion, reduces the chance of of Jordan Jones going. You could flip that in his head and say it might. Speed up the chance Because then Kilmarnock Would get money To try and replace yeah. Greg well, Stewart well, so if, well if Kilmarnock Think they're not Going to get much Out of him Because he's, he's not Going to go into tackles He's going to watch What he's doing Because he doesn't Want to get injured And all that I mean, We're not saying That's going to happen But if he's thinking that Then they're as well Taking a hundred grand Or whatever it is You know to get him But do Rangers Actually need him At this stage I mean they've got So many wide men In this side They'll say 
well, we don't really need him. No, we'll hang on and get him at the end of the season, and you get him for nothing. Chris, one of the questions I've been asking everyone tonight is, what is the what's the one thing that you would like to see come of a week training for for your team? You're a Rangers fan. What was the what's the one thing you would like to see them do better in the second half? Um, I, I think again, just you know, improving the, the, the togetherness and the, keep the, the fitness improving. I, I mean, there's always been a marked improvement um, from you know where we were at, at summer last year and the the. The camp we did in Marbella at the start of the season has obviously been, been massive for, I think, obviously, team morale and getting the fitness going. I think we need more of that. I think what we've shown, uh, particularly against Celtic, is that even if we're on paper, we don't have as much quality in the team. And that's, you know, debatable in certain positions. I think we've now basically got the, we've got the fight there. So, you know, keep improving the fitness, keep improving that togetherness. You know, the, the, the team that kind of sticks together on a personal level wins together. Chris, what about taking more of their chances? Yeah, I mean, they create so many. Like, I mean, I mean, the, is that, the would one, that be the one for you? you I, th- I think so. I mean, they, they played so well last week against Celtic, you know, but they created. I mean, the Rangers fans saying, oh, "I can't believe it wasn't five nothing." You know, not even d- delighted that they've won the game. You know, the first time in thirteen attempts. But Rangers need to take more of their mm. chances. So that's one of the questions tonight. After a week's training, many of them in the sun. What's the one thing you'd like to see your team improve after the break? And also, in light of the news about Andy Murray, who's out of all the footballers you've seen Whose career would you have prolonged If you could Lots coming in on Twitter Hugh I must oh. say um, William is on He says Defo Davy Cooper Still yeah. sadly missed We've got a couple Faceless John Andy Rogers as well Says um, Jim Baxter Only saw him when he returned from England Only managed to turn it on in brief spells And David Mills says Davy Proven as well So there we go Lots coming in Which well, Davy Proven? Uh, <laughs> there was two Davy Provens Yes One was a fullback, <laughs> One was a winger uh, But you know we have sometimes that uh, regrettable Scottish characteristic that professional careers are brought to an end prematurely uh, and sometimes because the the person who has had the stellar professional career has had a checkered career as well off the park and that's why Jim Baxter was of course magnificent player uh, who, who could have gone on longer than, than he did and, and we Jimmy was in the same era uh, and that's part of being Scottish sometimes. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. Scots in Barmolloch. Whose career would you have prolonged, Scott? Well, pre before I was born, it would need have been Jimmy McGrory for the amount of goals he scored mm-hmm. at each height and the amount of goals he scored with his head. You would like never seen him, but by all reports, he was a phenomenon at that age. Um, and since I've been born, I'd love to have seen Henrik playing for another 20 years <laughs> and, L- and Lugo for about 15. Although one or two pundits did say that Lugo was finished when he came to Celtic. Nah, they didn't. Um, that I'm, didn't not, happen. I'm not going to say who did, but I think one of them might have been in the past. <laughs> nah. I, I didn't say he was finished. That word's not in it. If you go back and check uh, it. Uh, I don't uh, you try and defend this no, one. No, no, no. I'm not trying to defend it. As I said to you, you, you know, I, I found myself 20 years after writing it standing. Outside Celtic Park Being filmed by Celtic TV 20 years after it written Infamy they call it Yes Infamy Infamy They've all got it Infamy But yeah Lubo I mean Lubo was 33 When he arrived here You know when you uh, So that seems like a good shout then About yeah, prolonging Yeah I mean If if Lubo had come here At the age of 23 uh, And played as he played From the start at Celtic Then wow But uh, yeah You know obviously People are going to have Like Henrik Larson Brian Loudrup Paul Gascoigne, uh, Lubo, you know, the, the, these people absolutely graced the there, pitches there's, here. There's two players that I admired most uh, for the way they played. One was Maravchik and one was Dalglish. You know why? 
was both of them were equally as good yeah. with both feet. You didn't know if one was right or one was left foot. Oh. Remember the goals that Kenny used to score for Celtic in Scotland, coming in from the right and his left foot right in the top corner. Maravchik, and taking corners with both feet. Mm. You know what I mean? It's unbelievable that the, the two-footed players, you look at players nowadays, of the right-footed, they very rarely touch yeah. it with their left. Scott, what about present day then, signings-wise? You've obviously got a couple in already as a Celtic fan. What are you expecting? But We're hearing about you know Manny Perez and, and Gutman, the American players. Um... Omar El Abdelawi Hope I've not pronounced that wrong In the papers this morning What do you think? I'm looking forward to seeing them all They're all young they all, They're all coming in with Half decent pedigrees The two fullbacks look like players um, Hopefully Hopefully I've seen some good ones And that's the question that's, that's the question I ask Old heads Or young legs Who'll do The business In the second half of the season The old heads Who've been round the block Several times Or the young legs This Norwegian right back Hughes is the latest Like I just yeah. mentioned On the back pages today uh, We've heard previous In previous weeks About uh, Castagna But looks like He could command A really hefty fee If Celtic were to To splash out If you like Or, yeah. or go big on one area th- Do you still think That would be a right back Well you're asking How teams can improve Following the Warm weather training And following the first half Of the season Celtic need only look at the points they've dropped. Eighteen points dropped. So if C- Celtic's thing would be away form. Then is that is that what a, you're saying? A, a combination of away form and the way they defend. Uh, because you know, as I say, in the first season that uh, Brendan Rodgers was there, Celtic dropped eight points in the whole season. They've dropped eighteen points in half a season. Therefore, defensively. They have work to do. It's not just about Timothy Weah or Bio or Ollie Burke. They have work to do at the other end of the park. Uh, they do still have the best goal difference, I suppose. So I'm sure the balance is not not too bad. But we can get into that a bit later on. 01419511025. We're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, we're going to hear from Glenn Kamara's manager, uh, Dundee boss Jim McIntyre, to see what the chances are of business getting done soon. That's coming up after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here. Give us a call or tweet us at Clyde SSB. Remember, we're asking a couple of questions tonight on top of all the usual news. Andy Murray is potentially hanging up the racket. So if you had the choice to prolong the career of any footballer that you've seen, who would it be? And after a week on the training ground for your team, what is the one thing you'd like to see them do better in the second half of the season than they did in the first? Lots coming in on Twitter, Hugh. In fact, lots going for Paul McStay. Stephen Ray says, unfortunately had to finish too early. I'd love to have seen him carry on and be part of the team that stopped 10 in a row. And Amos similarly says... Uh, to have seen the maestro play in the standard of Celtic teams that came soon after his retirement and reach 100 caps would have been something Paul had a dodgy ankle in the same way that Andy Murray has a dodgy hip uh, and that ankle just would not respond to medical attention so yeah Paul McStay one of the greats um, that medical problems took him out too early you know who I would have given it to Ian Durant yeah. Ian Durant had a terrible Which put him out for two, two and a half years And he came back And he was still a, a good player when he came back But before he got the injury He was magnificent for a midfielder Got forward, scored great goals Always involved Smashing player I think the, the fans missed out on Ian Durant I just wish he had gotten our five years You can tell when Derek's finger yeah, When Derek gets excited about something Sorry, he, he, he does this Chaps <laughs> the desk <laughs> Just in case you're wondering but what that is But he's absolutely right about Ian Durant uh, Phenomenal player And you know, there's so many of those sad stories. You know that that was out with Ian Durant's control, yeah. like John Kennedy uh, playing for Scotland. 
John Kennedy would have been the Celtic captain for 15 years, I believe. Um, but playing for Scotland at such a young age and his career effectively ended by a friendly international. So there we go. Whose career would you have prolonged if you could uh, in football circles? Um, and what do you want to see your team do better in the second half of the season? Craig is a Rangers fan in Cumbernauld. What do your team need to do better, Craig? Well, how are you doing, gents? Um, Hi, Craig. I th- for me, I think the the, well, the two big things that Rangers need to do better um, are discipline, for a start, is, is the big one. Because you know we're already halfway into the season and there's been far, far too many red cards that have cost you know, a number of points for Rangers, even going way back at the start of the season when Morelos was sent off against Aberdeen. In my opinion, that cost Rangers the three points in that day. Um, it's not just the fact of getting red cards, because it's not like we can say that the referee's got decisions wrong. Or it's the manner in which they are happening. You see, you know, you see Scott Arfield, uh, you know, against Hearts, going in for a completely unnecessary challenge in the Hearts goalkeeper. Um, you know, Morelos has had a couple of issues this season where he's just went in, you know, unnecessarily getting involved in things and getting red cards. And I think Gerard has failed to get on top of that um, so far this season. Um, in much the same way that I think he's also failed to get on top of the defensive mentality and temperament within the team. It's an interesting point that you raise because you know you, you can get an injury and you can get your backroom people to work on it and you can get the player back perhaps earlier than you thought but you can't do that with temperament and for me Morelos is a habitual offender and he just can't help himself so that's why he has an unbelievable number of yellow cards and orderings off this season one was rescinded but it's a hard business trying to Improve a man's temperament it, He's a young man For a start And therefore Prone to that kind of thing I mean I can I can remember Speaking to Stephen Gerrard About Morelos And he says You know what Where he comes from In Colombia I don't know if I've told you This before He says But you know When you're out there And you're picked on By somebody Unless you fight back Right away Then you're going to Get bullied all your life oh. And that's that's why Somebody goes near him And hits him Or does anything He fights back I know Football's completely different We accept that But that's still He's still a young man and Craig, if you think the manager doesn't talk to him every day about it, then you're wrong. But it's like everything else on the park. When these things happen, if only you can count to ten before you react, it would be wonderful. But you don't. You act right away, and that's what he does. But I agree with you. You know, that that, that side of the game has got to improve for Rangers. They need 11 men on the park every game. Craig, if we're talking in a footballing sense, and I just go on the, the, the calls we get, that's, uh, that's my life. That's <laughs> as exciting as it is. Um, a lot of criticism perhaps Craig about Rangers not or, or you know could do better in terms of breaking down the likes of Dundee or, or, or Hamilton or whatever is that is that fair? That's fair absolutely you know I think that the amount of goals we have scored this season does not reflect uh, the amount of chances that we've had and the amount of goals that we should have scored um, and you know not just against teams like Dundee but you know Livingston as well and you know these are teams that the Rangers need to be scoring against and need to be beaten in order to you know seriously uh, think about Oh He was in full flow And that wasn't me I always get accused of that You oh, cut yeah, him off He must no, have said something He just disappeared there. I don't know <laughs> He heard the beep And he just disappeared He was in, he was in full flow But you got the gist of it Hugh Because uh, Rangers I suppose They found that That blueprint of Coming up against Celtic And how you, you know you get in their face You don't give them any time And so mm. on um, 
But I mean, Stephen Gerrard himself would admit that they'll face different challenges. I'm not saying yeah. more difficult, different challenges when teams sit in against them and it's the onus is then on Rangers to go and break them down. You see, amongst other things now, we're into the psychology of the second half of the season yeah. where fans of Celtic and Rangers are dissecting every little thing about their team. And part of it for Craig is Rangers' ability, or I don't know if ability is the right word, Rangers' habit of... Getting into unnecessary disciplinary bother 01419511025 Very worrying signs on Twitter Some people are agreeing with you Hugh Keevans uh, Dermot's Tash says uh, I'd like to have seen John Kennedy's career uh, Would have panned out He was a future captain yep. Thomas as well uh, Thomas is, is on saying a similar thing Robert McMaster wants the goalie Andy Gorham He would have mm. prolonged his career um, And Lee is on saying I'd have prolonged Brian Loudrop As a Rangers fan I'd love to see Rangers improve away from home and finish teams off There we go uh, 01419511025 in the phones Let's hear a bit from Jim McIntyre On the subject Of whether Grant Glenn Kamara Easy for me to say Will join Rangers in the summer Or whether something could happen sooner He signed a pre-contract Obviously with, with Rangers uh, there, there has been discussions On whether he goes now And those uh, discussions are ongoing What is being weighed up? In those discussions, is it terms of settling his contract? Is it what Rangers would pay? Is it terms of what it leaves you with? What's the what's in the mix? Do you know, there's a wee bit of everything, to be honest. You know, there's a, and I don't want to talk about it publicly because that's no fair on Rangers. You know, but as I say, the discussions are ongoing, and and we'll see if we can come to some sort of solution. I think when a player signs a pre-contract, nine times out of ten, he would rather move on. You know, I think everybody's aware of that. You know, but. As I say, discussions are ongoing and we'll see see where it leads. Are you planning on having him or not having him? I guess you've got to have options in case you lose him because he's been an important player. Well, a bit of both really, but yeah, obviously we are working diligently behind the scenes, you know, because we've also let Lewis Spence go to, to Ross County, you know, so it is an area that we do need to strengthen, regardless whether he stays or goes. Percentage of him going? Who knows? Jim McIntyre speaking to Sky Sports News there, Hugh Keevans. Um, a lot of the focus has gone on Jordan Jones um, because of the Kilmarnock situation, the proximity of the two teams yes, in the league yes. table, the tweet, all the rest of it. Um, Glenn Kamara, he's, he's still there, that might still happen. Jim McIntyre raised that the, the most important point of all, that when players sign the pre-contract agreement, they'd really rather go straight away because they will be criticised by... If you're Glenn Kamara, they'll be criticised by the Dundee fans who are wondering, ah, he's not giving us all he's got to give. Uh, And then when Dundee play Rangers, Glenn Kamara's performance is scrutinised like nobody else. Jordan Jones has made a rod for his own back by going on to social media uh, and putting a Rangers slogan at the end of his, um, his message there. Absolutely no problem with that at all, putting on... The, the, the slogan But for the Kilmarnock supporters There is a problem with it And Rangers play Kilmarnock Next game up yeah. in the league So It's an Imperfect Unsatisfactory System Because Fans will say Oh He's not going to tackles He's saving himself Yeah yeah, That's a natural thing to say And for the player himself Will be thinking that There's no way I'm going for that challenge If I injure myself mm. I mean I've only signed a pre-contract I mean I could I could lose that The team mm. that's selling Obviously you're right. If he wants to go, go now. Yeah. But they're wanting money. You know, they're going. They're, I mean, tell me, Kamara's on a good wage at Dundee. They'll save a lot of money between now and the end of the season, paying them that bit. 
Dundee may well want 50 or 100 grand as well So it's money that they need mm. But do Rangers actually need to bring him in just now With the players that they've got? I don't think so But listen, we never know What about the stories regarding Craig Bryson? Derek, you're obviously in and around Ibrox Is that one that, that, that you've heard? One that, that you think would be a good idea? Well, his, his name's getting branded around I mean, I, I think Rangers have got about something like 8 or 9 midfielders now You know, But they need all different kinds of midfielders And he's somebody that's in, what, is he 30? Craig Bryson, 30, 31 or whatever he is as well. I mean, he's got a lot of younger, or youngish players in the side. And I know that's why the reason he's gone for the Defoe's and the Davis, a wee bit of experience in amongst them. You know, people have been there, seen it and done it. But, you know, Craig Bryson, if, if his contract's up at the end of the season and if Steven Gerrard thinks that there might be two or three midfielders leaving at the end of the season, then he's maybe trying to get them in now. So what I love about these questions, Hugh, because the the wide range of answers we get is incredible, talking about players whose career you would have prolonged if you could. Uh, Chris says Celtic losing Mark Reaper was a big blow after, using, uh, lo- after stopping 10 in a row. I'd like to have seen him stay and play a bit longer. Paul's a Celtic fan in Kirkintillic. Hi, Paul. Uh, hi, God. Hi. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Derek. Hi, Paul. Paul. Hi, how uh, well, I'm just My call tonight is about the kind of the new signings mm-hmm. uh, that's coming in for the both Celtic and Rangers. Uh, I, I listen to the people that I'm speaking to and they're saying that they would like Celtic to sign a kind of a big known name uh, and they get a wee bit frustrated with Celtic getting young guys on loan and, uh, and actually helping them on in their career. I think this is the way that Celtic have got to go. I, I can't see them now signing what you'd know as an established name. Uh, and they've had reasonable success at doing it, you know. I think the the danger is that Celtic will see uh, with signing uh, kind of big name guys that are coming at the end of their career is, if you look back, I mean, the, the guys that have been kind of the real big names with Celtic, it was like Ian Wright and, and other guys that have signed, Freddie Lindbergh, it's never really happened where I think that some of the times they come up here and they don't actually realise that I think they're coming to the end of their career they like the idea of playing for the old firm uh, but when they're actually here they, they've never handled anything like that before and it's, they sometimes don't handle it too well, you know Is that what you're hoping happens with Jermaine Defoe <laughs> and, uh, and Stephen Davis? Oh, certainly, yeah, yeah definitely I, and, I would, and I phoned up uh, a few weeks ago saying that I wouldn't have minded Jermaine Defoe uh, and I wouldn't have minded him but I'm just thinking back, just looking back at the, the guys that have came up here. I mean, there is guys like David Weir uh, and Gordon Sackenbrook and older guys. They've been really big, big names. But uh, a lot of the guys, I it's think, the do think players, they yeah. come up here yeah. and it's got to be a bit easier than yeah. uh, than it's been down south. And I think some of the times they get a bit of fright. The other problem, uh, I, I don't, well, you know, Stephen Davis won't get a fright because he's been here. Uh, and Jermaine Defoe, I don't think, frightens easily. Uh, but the other problem that you would you have, concede, though, and I'm not, I'm not saying he will either, but you, you would concede that you you may also have said that about some of the guys Paul mentioned. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I, that's why I posed the question at the, in the introduction to the program: Is it better to sign old heads or young legs? Uh, the problem that uh, Celtic have, as well as who they bring in, is who might go out. I mean, Cody Ranieri, for a start at Fulham, has said that unless he gets a defender and he doesn't know if they'll survive in the, the Premier League in England so what if Claudio Ranieri comes in for Dedrick Moyata you know Celtic have to be mindful given that Moussa Dembele went on the final day of the last transfer window and Celtic couldn't get a replacement in Celtic have to be mindful of what might happen with regards to the clubs who are interested in their players 
So it, it's a it's a real tortuous business the transfer window, and it's got twenty days left. Paul, what's the one thing you'd like to see Celtic improve on after the break? Yeah, I would like them, obviously the defending, but but I would like them to have a better plan B, uh, and I'm hoping with signing the the big Ivory Coast striker Bianco uh, Bio, Bio, sorry, that uh, they could possibly occasionally change it a bit. Well, sometimes it's too much football. I said before that the Rangers game, the Rangers were so far on and they were screaming out for a target line. Uh, that they could put the ball up to. Mm. Uh, I, ju- I just like a few. I, I think everybody wants to see the beautiful game and passion, passion, passion. But I think, not taking it away for Rangers, the total ran over the toffees. But I think the passion with Craig Gordon and Bayata put us under pressure. Where I think mm. a bit more of the kind of hit a target man and get out would have really helped. Great stuff. Thank you to Paul in Kirkintilico. 141951102. Plenty more to come. Uh, on the questions that we're asking you tonight The usual Celtic and Rangers Rangers and Celtic transfer business Any Partick Thistle fans out there How big a game is this for you Against Falkirk tomorrow We're going to hear from Gary Caldwell After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims For 40 years The focus is spread more Whereas in Scotland there's obviously a smaller number of clubs, much smaller number of like full-time clubs if you like. So the attention that's focused on each and every wrong refereeing decision I think is greater. And that creates this perfect storm. Uh, Jack Ross, Sunderland manager, former St Mirren boss. We had an exclusive uh, interview with him coming up after 7 o'clock. Lots comparing refereeing standards between Scotland and England. He looks back in his time at St Mirren, tells us what his ultimate ambition in football is as well So that's Jack Ross Coming up after 7 o'clock Let's speak to Tam In Greenock first Hi Tam Hi yeah. Hi, It's Tam. about the Jordan Jones situation mm-hmm. And I'll play devil's advocate A bit about it What is this How come Warnock Why did not Warnock not Sign him On a longer contract And if he didn't want to sign Why didn't they sell him And the, the devil's advocate But is Jordan Jones Look what happened to Lewis Morgan He signed for Celtic Hardly played a game Probably going on loan So be careful what you wish for, it might not work out. No, that was that. And the player I'd love to see play again was Andy Ritchie. That oh, was it. I just need your comments Andy. on that. Is that a good yeah. shout, Hugh Keevans? Oh, uh, Andy was not only you know, a great player, uh, fantastic personality. Yeah. Uh, for the members of my profession, he was sent from heaven. Uh, so Andy was just a wonderful, wonderful player. Um, yes. I remember one. Tie in particular Scottish Cup tie Against Aberdeen At Capelo And Andy scored The only goal of the game And I thought Sir Alex was going to Go up in flames uh, But he, ha- he had to He had to admit That uh, that Andy was some turn So you're right uh, With regard to Jordan Jones We're back to the Celtic fans Hoping that He And Kamara And Defoe And Davis All Flop and the Rangers fans are hoping that Bio and Burke uh, and Timothy Weir all flop. It's all part of the game. Just get them back on the park. Great stuff. Uh, the comparisons with Lewis Morgan, Derek. I wonder how how accurate they are. Purely because Celtic have Celtic have probably got more wingers than Rangers sure. do, and that that's sure. why Lewis Morgan struggled in a way that Jordan Jones probably won't. He's he's, he's played a bit part for Celtic in Morgan, but any time he's come on as a sub, you know, he's looked apart. I mean he's 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 done it for himself because the manager's saying, Look, 
I can't play just now. I've got players that are better than you at this moment in time, but you'll get your chance. You know, if it's a cup tie and our lads have played a lot of games, you'll get it. But when you get in, you've got to show me that you're going to be good enough. And I still think he is going to be good enough. But if he's only going to get bit parts just now, 10 mm. minutes here and 10 minutes there, then if Hibs want them, then why not say, away you go well, there? Well, We've seen what Christie did at Aberdeen a couple of times. Exactly. That's what I mean, Hugh. It's, it's always difficult to predict, but I would imagine Jordan Jones would play a bigger part at Rangers than Lewis Morgan has at Celtic, just because of the number of other options in that area. And also, Jordan Jones is older, more experienced. Yes, you're absolutely right. But Derek is correct when he says that, look at Ryan Christie. You know, when, when Ryan Christie went away, people assumed that's the end of his time at Celtic. And if... Lewis Morgan goes away The same thing will be said But Ryan Christie is living proof That you come back You come back reinvented And Celtic extended his contract He made it into the national side So the fact that Lewis Morgan may go to Sunderland Or wherever he ends up uh, Does not mean to say that his time at Celtic is over When you have the likes of Yusuf Malumbu who will go out in this window Then he will go And he will not well, come you, back You remember we were talking about him He was absolutely magnificent for Kilmarnock Kilmarnock's yeah. play of the year mm. by a long way He was outstanding And, oddly, and in a cu- he's gone uh, oddly in a couple of his Celtic appearances And there haven't been many In a couple of them He actually was pretty yeah. good He was alright yeah. So um, not seen a great deal of him Let's hear from Gary Caldwell He believes small details Are costing Partick Thistle this season Bottom of the championship One point behind tomorrow's opponents Falkirk What a game that is going to be And the Jags boss Has been speaking to our reporter Andrew McLean I, I can honestly say Over the The time I've been here That the performances Have In general Have been good It's moments in games That, that have cost us results uh, Which is Is the big disappointment uh, And we have to Eradicate those Mental errors That, that ultimately Cost us goals And cost us points uh, to, to go on a run of games but in terms of overall performance there's there's lots of things we're doing well and we have to uh, keep positive and keep believing in that Might be a bit early in the season to talk about must win games but certainly a, a massive match against Falkirk at the weekend It's a big game any time you play teams round about you it's a big game uh, it doesn't change our approach and, and how we work and how we prepare for games because uh, we work very hard every week to, to be ready and it doesn't change what's going to happen for the rest of the season uh, win or lose uh, there's still 15 games to go uh, so that's a, a, still a lot of points up for, for grabs but we appreciate the importance uh, of it in terms of momentum, in terms of the timing of the season uh, and we believe we can go out and get the three points That's got to be a game of the day contender tomorrow Hugh Very uncomplicated world in which we live if sure? Partick, yes, yeah. it, If Partick this will lose at home to Falkirk and Falkirk Go four points away from them With Alloa Continuing to pick up points And Jim Goodwin is taking them Further and further away from Partick Thistle Then Gary Caldwell Has a real job in his hands However If Partick Thistle win Then the world looks a different place So It's an uncomplicated world Win And all is well Lose And there's trouble at mill What he has to do here is He's got to get the players around And get them to roll their sleeves up And work their socks off Because it's not happening for them He's right when he says They're playing decent stuff at times But they're not scoring enough goals They're losing bad ones It could be the worst game in the world tomorrow But give me three points Mm. That's the most important thing tomorrow I suppose a number of new signings, Hugh um, Made their debuts last week Mm. I suspect we'll see them again Maybe even more this time around So this is it's going to be a crucial period, isn't it? When all the, the, the new faces get bedded in and how quickly, to use that old cliche, they can hit the ground running. Yeah, they have to because, you know, it's not 
too early to speak of relegation or playoffs. Midway through the season, aren't we? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, yeah. you you cannot go on saying ah, it's early yet. You'll wake up one morning and you're in the playoff, or you've been demoted. But, but you know what, you you can't have just players coming in for the sake of it and sitting on the bench. He needs better players than he's got, yeah. and that's what he feels he's got now. Mm. So they can only move upwards now. On the subject of whose career you would prolong, if you could, uh, recluses on says I'd love to have seen Tommy Johnson's career extended. He was a good player. He couldn't get a run of games with injury. Scott Davidson says Kevin Thompson, a great player, whose career was cut too short. The reason we're asking you this is because of the big news regarding Andy Murray. Looks like. He's about to hang up the racket um, We don't get many non-football calls But John's in Coatbridge oh. Wants to talk about Andy Murray Why not? Hi John Hi guys Thanks for taking my call No we just uh, On the subject of the, a player as well uh, Gordon and Shane Derrick The player I wish had, had kept on going I mean, The bad injury obviously Was Paul McStay I thought Paul McStay was an absolute magician Know what I mean? And I, I wish he could have kept playing With the canny on that Know what I mean? I'd like to have seen them in that team When, when Tommy Burns had it mm. But no my point is you I, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I follow you all sports, you know what I mean? I'm a bit of an anorak. <laughs> I think Andy Murray is the best Scottish uh, sportsman of all time. I just wonder what you think of that. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I, I think as an individual, and I do understand this is all a matter of personal preference, Yeah. but I think that if you have two Olympic gold medals, two Wimbledon titles, and one US Open title, then... My goodness, what an achievement I remember, and I'll say this very, very quickly I remember in 1980 going to Wimbledon There was a Scottish girl called Susie Mayer Who made it to the second round of Wimbledon This is 40 years ago And she lost in the second round But it was such an achievement for us As Scots to have somebody in the second round of Wimbledon (laughs) The, The Scottish press corps who were there And there were only three of us then we took her out to dinner to mark this achievement. If you had told us, or her, then, that years later, a Scot would not only win the men's singles title, he'd do it twice and become the first Briton since Fred Perry in the 30s to do it, well, we'd have thought that you'd had too much wine at the table. I think you. I think you're right. As an individual sport, you're absolutely right. We've had a lot of good Scottish golfers and everything else, but never won as much... As I think that Andy Murray's one, you're right oh. at tennis, but you know it's different. It's, it's different when you when you can bring in the, the Jimmy Johnsons is a, a great player and Jim Baxter's. They played in the team, you know. They they relied yeah. on another ten players. Where Andy's on his own, yeah. he's got to do it himself. So, so they're two indiv- individual. They're different. And I suppose it's not all categories. about prizes. One you're talking about taking tennis, which is not a Scottish yeah. loved no. sport, and capturing the hearts of a nation. That, yeah. I think that's part of it. Anyway, we are really pushed for time, John. So make it quick. I know, do you know I think too as well That you look at Federer right And you look at Djokovic They don't know Djokovic About the same age as Andy Murray And I was a couple years older But I, I personally think It was bad coaching or, or training for the guy as well Because he should still be going strong know what I mean he, he, Fred, Federer's about seven years older than him And he's still going strong That's only yeah, the great I've got I think he's coaching But You brought as well at, at one point know what I mean At the start of your call You brought up Paul McStay Everybody's bodies are different So you can't blame Celtic's coaching For Paul McStay's ankle going You know Football Took its toll Of Paul McStay's body Tennis has taken its toll Of Andy Murray's body Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday Beat the pundit time It was a bit of an epic last night Gordon DL's unbeaten 2019 was, Was lost after 
10 days That's how long yeah. it lasted uh, It was a bit of an epic Let's see what we can produce tonight On Beat the Pundit Your chance to take on Hugh Keevans Or Derek Johnson Is here right now 01419511025 Do it quickly please Because you only have until the news At 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results Every week Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson are here Still plenty of time for you to call in But don't forget we've got our exclusive interview With Jack Ross coming up very soon All this week we've tried to give you a guest Or something a bit different in the second hour of the show Since it's the winter break uh, No guest in the studio tonight But we're going to hear a lengthy chat From former St Mirren Current Sunderland manager Jack Ross So we'll get to that very soon Still time for calls Let's play this With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the pundit time, let's meet the contestant. Andrew is a Rangers fan from Dumfries. Hi Andrew. Hello. You ever played before? Yes, and uh, I got beat by Mark Wilson. Oh, that's an all-time low. That is an all-time low, I must (laughs) say. Let's see if you can do any better tonight. Hugh Keevans is heads, Derek Johnson is tails. And it's heads So Hugh Keevans Get the headphones on I'll give you Clyde 2 in the ear And we'll get Andrew's time up and running You know the rules Because you've played before You've got 30 seconds You're going head to head with Hugh The secret is You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit You ready? Go for it How many spells At Dundee United Has Morgaro Gomez had? Two uh, Which Scottish club Did Russell Latipi Make most of his appearances for? Dundee St Mirren have signed Mihai Popescu On loan from which country? God knows past. <laughs> which Kilmarnock players returned to his parent club Birmingham? Oh, Greg Stewart. At which current Premiership club did Eamon Brophy start his playing career? Yeah, again. Eamon Brophy, where did he start his career? Uh, Gretna. Who did Partick Thistle face tomorrow? Ah, uh, Nightmare. Uh, uh, Air United. Okay, let's bring Hugh Keevans back. Are you with us, Hugh? I am. You are. Same set of questions to you. You ready? Go. How many spells at Dundee United has Morgaro Gomez had? Two Which Scottish club did Russell Latipi make most of his appearances for? Hibs St Mirren have signed Mihai Popescu on loan from which country? Romania Which Kilmarnock player has returned to his parent club Birmingham? Greg Stewart At which current Premiership club did Eamon Brophy start his playing career? Hibs uh, Who did Partick Thistle face tomorrow? Falkirk and who won last season's Scottish League 2? Pass Okay What do you think Andrew? Uh, it's close like But I think he might have picked me Alright Let's go through them and find out uh, This is a poorly worded first question If I'm being honest Producer Andy uh, How many spells at Dundee United Has Morgaro Gomez had? I mean he's now back for his third spell So he's been there so you tell me he's been twice. there twice before Do you know what, it doesn't matter Because you both said twice So it, it, it wipes out either yeah. way right. uh, <laughs> You can decide At which Scottish club did Russell Latipi Make most of his appearances for? Falkirk uh, So we'll call it one all to kick it off I'm feeling generous tonight, I don't know why right. St Mirren have signed Mihai Popescu on loan From which country? It's Romania Hugo's 2-1 up You both knew that Greg Stewart's gone back to Birmingham though So it's a tight one, it's 3-2 to Hugh Keevans Eamon Brophy started his career at Hamilton Ackies mm-hmm. So it's still 3-2 Who did Partick Thistle face tomorrow? It's all going to come back to that one So I will leave that bit of suspense Who won last season's League 2? It was Montrose, Hugh Keevans mm. um, If you get this one right, you've won it If Andrew gets it right and you don't, it's an equaliser Who did Partick Thistle face tomorrow? The answer is Falkirk Andrew, he's, he's done you yeah. hard lines 
It was a guess, mate. Good man, you take care, Andrew. Can I just ask you something quickly? Sure. Yeah. Um, I seen you post something on Twitter. Uh, it was regarding Chris Sutton um, about his kind of threats that he said in the post, which obviously I don't agree with. But one of the things that I seen that uh, you wrote, I was pretty bemused by. You said he was a top columnist, uh-huh. and I actually said uh, I, I messaged you back on Twitter saying to stay off the tonic. Oh, uh-huh. right. Anyway, in, in my estimation, uh, he has a very good column for the Daily Record. Uh, he fulfills the the job of columnist. He makes people talk. I, I tried it myself at the Sunday Mail. Uh, and he makes people talk. Therefore, for the Daily Record, he's mm. a top columnist. Anyway, I think we'll leave that one there. I'm not sure yeah, as much of a so. debating yeah, point for, for the show. Martin is a Rangers fan in Boness. Hi, Martin. Good evening, panel. How are you, Martin? Whose career would you have prolonged if you could then? We've been asking everyone that after Andy Murray's announcement. What's your thoughts as a Rangers fan? For me, it would have been David Weir. Um, such a great defender, commands his box, just solid. No fancy, nothing fancy, just good old-fashioned yeah. defending and clearing your lines. And it's something we could really use now, which brings me to the point of what we could improve, and that is the defending. Some basic errors that we're making, unforced ones, forced ones. Anytime somebody gets a corner against us, I'm biting my nails because I'm just thinking, right, here we go. Another goal conceded. It's just something we need to improve is tightening up that defence. Davy Weir would be brilliant in that defence just now. I mean, you could say, Hugh, they prolonged Davy Weir's career already, but you can understand why Martin... um would hypothetically like to do that even more. He was an unhurried defender, Davy Weir. He just knew the game backwards. No nonsense. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. He, he just did what he had to do uh, without frills. Uh, and Rangers were all the better for it. He's another one that arrived at Rangers when you know the, most of his career was behind him, uh, rather than in front of him. Uh, so that always brings a sense of frustration. But I've said it before about centre half. Just defend. Yeah. I, I would rather have a defender that can get in that box and clear the headers, get the ball up the park, mm. rather than somebody that's great bringing the ball out from the back and looking nice. Defend first. What about Martin's point then? Because he linked the two together quite nicely. Well done, Martin. Is that you know he's talking about David Weir and the reason for that being he wants to see the answer to our second question. What would you like to see your team improve? He would like to see Rangers defend a bit better. Yeah, and, and it's not only the back four. I mean, you have to defend from the front. You know, you stop players coming forward. I think the midfield have a lot to do with that as well. But yeah, I think I think what I would like to see doing better is crosses coming, and I think you're one hundred percent correct. Rangers seem to lose a daft goals from free kicks mm. and corner kicks. Centre half just clear your lines. Martin, Nothing fancy. Martin, will part of that be perhaps finding a, a, a more consistent pairing? Yeah, well, you're well aware that we keep chopping and changing throughout the season. Katic, I still think has got something left in him. I do reckon, given him a good run of games, will do him the world a good. But I'm not the boss. DVG is and if he thinks that's the best thing then so be it but personally Cassidy needs another regret we had a good pairing at the start of the season Golden and Cassidy played well at the start I was yeah. high appraised of those two playing together for a while then he stopped and changed it and then that's when the problem started yeah Cassidy did have one bad game but who doesn't you know what I mean just give him another chance so we're into the Russian roulette stage of the season now one false move and whoops you might have lost the title or failed to take it from Celtic so Rangers do have that capacity to lose daft goals uh, Celtic finished up at Ibrooks with Mikey Johnson starting the game um, So they needed to get players in up front uh, Can Bayou come here and hit the ground running? Can Timothy Weir do the same and Dolly Burke? 
uh, we're into that stage of the season where there's absolutely no margin for error. One false move and you might have shot yourself in the foot. We're on Twitter, we're asking you what your team should improve after the break and also uh, whose career would you have prolonged if you could? Um, talking about Andy Murray, of course. Uh, Michael Collins says, how nobody has mentioned Michael Moles is beyond me. Yeah. Consider him mentioned, Michael. I think Good we did shout. actually have another tweet. I remember seeing it. Good shout. Right, in the second hour all this week, we've been trying to bring you something a bit different, a feature, an extended interview, something a bit different because it is the winter break. Well, uh, Alison Conroy, our senior sports reporter, has been on her travels. She's been down in Sunderland catching up with Jack Ross, who was a popular figure up here, of course. Uh, so let's hear the first part of that interview where he talks uh, Sunderland and Netflix. Would you believe, Hugh Keevans? Huh. You don't even know what that is. And of course, his time in Scotland. Jack, welcome to Super Scoreboard. How are things? Good. Um, obviously, had a um, tremendously busy six months since I, I took on this job in, in late May, but. It's um it's an unbelievably good football club, um, huge club, um, and to date we've we've done okay. You know we've put ourselves in a position that means that we have a ch- chance of success over the second half of the season. But um, in terms of experience to improve me as a manager, then it's been incredible in that respect. You've been here just over seven months. Have you settled in? Your your family, of course, have moved down as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think it's important. To you know, to commit yourself to the job properly, I think it was an important thing for us to do as a family. Um, I probably had a little bit of an advantage in the summer that I'd had previous possibilities to move from Scotland that I decided not to pursue. But at least through that, you have discussion around if you would move as a family. And so, by the time this opportunity came around, we, you know, my wife and I um, had decided that we'd bring, you know, we'd move down as, as together along with our two daughters and. Um, you know they've all been they've been down here since um, July as well. So and settled in remarkably well. Love the area we're staying in, um, and importantly for the kids, have settled at school, etc. So it's been from a personal life aspect as went as well as it could be. Um, you know, thankfully that's married with the professional aspect that going okay as well. Moving from a club like St Mirren to a club like Sunderland, how big is the difference, and how how hard is it to adapt? Um, well, there's a lot. There's a lot of things that remain consistent, and that you know, football clubs are. They have they have a lot of similarities, um, and I think that if you are brave enough to continue to do things in the same manner to a degree and treat people in the way that I did, so you know, through my enemy management times, Aloha, and in particular to someone who's a full time club, I brought a lot of that to here with me. Um, and I think it's paid off in that respect. There are, you know, very obvious differences just in the in the size of the fan base, etc. And, and they are not. It's not demeaning someone as a club in any way because um, my time there was something that I'll always remember and I'll always be hugely grateful for. And I still keep an incredibly close eye on how the club's doing and wanted to keep progressing well. But you know, with forty six thousand fans in a stadium on Boxing yeah. Day, which in itself is a great honour to manage a club of that size but brings its own unique pressures and responsibilities. So there's been a there's been adjustment and the overall scrutiny of this job on a daily basis is far higher than I've ever had before. Um I'm obviously dealing with, with different players, with, with different financial aspects of the game, um this side of the border, but um I think we've adjusted fairly well. I've been fortunate obviously I was able to bring staff with me as well who I think have all adjusted to the to the new challenge as well. 
You talked about the league position that you're in. You're sitting third in, in League One at the turn of the year. What would it mean to you to take Sunderland up in your first season in charge? Well, it's the it's the ambition that I set, you know, just myself at the start of the season. But I was happy to admit that publicly. I'd done that before. Obviously, my time at St. Martin, I've been quite open about goals and targets. Um, the club was in a, a huge period of transition in the summer very difficult to explain properly and to go in depth without spending a huge amount of time in it but um, in the summer I would been, couldn't say with certainty how this first six months would pan out and I don't think um, Stuart, my chairman, would as well because he was going through that as well with taking ownership of the club so we're probably further ahead of where we imagined we would be um, and I know people might find that surprising because of the perception of this club but there was an awful lot of change taking place but I believe that we could be promoted in this first season and, and naturally taking on this job was to try and manage in the Premiership because I believe the club this club's already been there, the club can get there again and, and you want to try and get there as quickly as you can so being in the Championship next season would obviously be a step closer yeah. to that but a, a, a quick step in the right direction which is, is obviously important. It's January as the transfer window and that comes with many names being mentioned and like with the club you've obviously brought in Jimmy Dunn after his loan spell at Hearts but two names that keep being mentioned north of the border Lewis Morgan and Jack Henry Yeah I mean it's, it's another part of the job that I've probably had to become more accustomed to that um, speculation and association with different players is more regular and, and sometimes um, not very accurate um, but I'm fairly relaxed about that I just understand that it just goes with the territory Um so with either of those players no there's been no um, communication with Brendan somebody that obviously I know well and was very supportive for me when I was managing in Scotland no communication between the clubs um, and naturally with Lewis there's obviously yeah. that link is easier to make because um, I've worked with him and um, he's a young man that I, I forged a really close relationship with and he's somebody that I'm desperate to keep progressing his career but um, you know, I think I got asked in my own press conference last week about Lewis and um, you know, there may come a time in, in the future where I would love to work a player of his ilk again and his quality, but um, certainly for the moment, um, those two players aren't ones that um, we have had any communication about. Let's talk Netflix. Sunderland Till I Die, we've seen the, the camera crew going around filming the second series. Can you believe the reaction there has been to this? Um, yeah, I mean, it's been, uh, first of all, when you, when you come into the job, because obviously that was all filmed last season, um, mm-hmm. And then it's been out now as a as the first series, if you like, released in December. So all through this season, we have had the continued um, involvement of Full Well Seventy Three Production Company um, in preparation for a second series. And I think now, with the, on the back of the how the first series has been received, that that will um, be commissioned and go ahead. It's um, it's very been very interesting, and different for me as a manager. I, I think that um, the club knows this, and Full Well know the production company that. Mm. Ideally, I don't want any distractions from what I'm doing on the football side, and I've been always been consistent with that. Um, however, there is a there is a um, benefit to the club to being involved and in, in being and having a series on Netflix, which goes it goes out to hundreds of millions of people globally. Um, and I think the response that they've had to the first series, and equally, you know, I watched the first series as a, a neutral to a degree because I wasn't in it at all. Yeah. Um, and I would have watched it if I hadn't been managing mm-hmm. Sunderland I think if you're a football lover I think you get the programme I think it shows a side of football that, that people can relate to and also it shows this club or a lot of people around the club um, that 
work here in a very good light. You know, I I have a kind of unique staff here around the, the training ground that the vast majority are Sunderland fans, born and bred, who are hugely passionate about the club, which is brilliant. It, it, you know, they care an awful lot about what, what we do in a match day and so they feel it an awful lot when the club has periods of decline and, and so thankfully this six months to date has they've smiled a lot, which has been nice as well and it would be naturally for the production company they want a happy ending to this season that fits with how they're trying to build the second series but you know it's not as straightforward as that but it's been another um, usually different experience for me as a manager but one that hopefully stand me in good stead moving forward as well And off the back have you got a record attendance in League One? Yeah I mean the, the attendance on Boxing Day was remarkable we, we've averaged over 30,000 this season in League One which in itself I think is a record yep. and um, and they set a uh, which I thought an ambitious target to breaking 40,000 for Boxing Day and, and yet they, they smashed it um, and the thing is in the stadium that day there was no for want of a better description there was no football tourists so it didn't feel as if there was 15,000 extra fans mm-hmm. and they were just there because they'd been given free tickets or it was a day trip but it was 46,000 proper football fans in the stadium who cared a lot about Sunderland and um, it was um People said to me we could do this this season if we were successful. Um, you know, I didn't know if that would be the case or not, but it just shows the potential of the club and where it could be and should be. Um, it highlights again the, the responsibility I carry on my shoulders every day and every week. Um, but if you can't enjoy being fortunate enough to manage a club that, that carries that size of support, then you know I, I shouldn't be a manager. So. Um, and I don't know how often you get to do it. It can change very quickly in football as well. So it was a special occasion, and and we won as well, which was nice. It was nice to you know carry that expectation of that game and have a positive result. As part one of the interview with Jack Ross, we'll hear more uh, a bit later on. That's the bit that will really interest you, St Mirren fans. Uh, and he tells us about the difference between the refereeing standards in Scotland and in England. The full time teaser. Don't think you're getting away with that. It's coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. It is time for Hugh Keevens and yeah. Derek Johnson to tackle tonight's full time uh, yeah, 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 teaser. Uh, don't worry, we're still going to give you the second part of the Jack Ross interview. Lots of interesting stuff about St. Mirren and the difference in refereeing standards between Scotland and England. So worth staying tuned for. Plenty of time for your calls as well. But let's do the teaser. So. Alan Wright has sent this one in Since 1980 Nine players Have been capped for Northern Ireland Whilst at Rangers John McClelland Yes Jimmy Nicholl Yep So since 1980 uh, Nine players have been capped for Northern Ireland Whilst at Rangers Kyle Lafferty Jimmy Nicholl John McClelland Kyle Lafferty that's three of nine. This is the best start you've ever made. Oh, 1980. You've not even got a wrong guess. Yeah. I'm just trying to think who else was there. Stephen Davis. Of course. Yes. One more, and you're over halfway there. Yeah. Um. Any more oh, for any little? more? Yes, he's pulled that one out of the bag. All right, that's a good start. So, um, since eighty, since nineteen eighty, nine players have been capped for Northern Ireland whilst at Rangers: Jimmy Nicholl, John McClellan, Steve Davis, Kyle Lafferty, Andy Little. 
You've only got four to get You're going to absolutely Scoosh this uh, We're still asking the question Hugh Keevans What can your team do better In the mm. second half of the season They've had a week On the training field In sunny climates What would you like to see improved um, And also Whose career Would you have prolonged In the game of football On the back of the Andy Murray news uh, We had a good tweet Where was it Sean Graham says uh, The player I would have Which is to Frank McDougall and Eric Black, both of Aberdeen, he says, fantastic players, fantastic goal scorers, and careers ended too soon. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I remember <laughs> Sir Alex when Eric Black announced he was going to Mets, and Sir Alex did not take it. Well, my goodness. Yes, yeah. we wish him well. I, think, I recall somebody saying, What is it, the New York Mets? Uh, so that went down like a lead balloon with Sir Alex. But uh, Frankie, Frankie was magnificent. Uh, and Great natural goal scorer um, So yeah He he would have graced the game For a few more years But as I say Some go Through injury yeah. It's unavoidable Some go Ahead of their time Because They've made mistakes Off the park yeah. uh, Eric Black I think Made A career decision That wasn't The best To go to Mets Who were not the biggest Of French clubs Although Eric Could say Learned another language Learned another culture uh, And It had no long term effect on me I wish I could have got another five year you Yeah I mean I was young I had bad knee and ankle problems What age did you eventually? I think it must be 29, 30 It wasn't all that Was it that young? It wasn't that much more than that See I think because you started at 16 People think that you lasted forever Wow I didn't realise Took its toll Um, right, Michael's a Celtic fan in Irvine Hi Michael Hi there. Hi Michael, what's on your mind tonight? Um, just to say that obviously the players the players um the contract I would have improved if we were still playing with Paul Lambert. I, th- I thought he was an absolute great player. Yeah, it's not a bad shout as well, Hugh Keevans. In that unique position that he played, you know, it's not glamorous, but he yeah. did a really good job at it. You're absolutely right. Yeah, to admire yeah. Paul Lambert because he took himself away from here and he he went to Germany. And it's difficult for players, Scottish players, to uh Take themselves to a foreign country And assimilate themselves into the culture yeah. But he did it And in one season He became a Champions League winner And he was adored by the fans yeah. uh, I mean, Mondo did it well too didn't he? Yeah Mondo, Mondo was there three years lose. You know And he, he was even You know he didn't win the Champions League But right. he really Assimilated he, he himself into goes the back, culture You know the, when oh, yeah. special nights He was special what, days he what, gets What's, what's the big if again does, does Craig Brown not maintain That if Paul Lambert was fit for the or available for those playoffs against England in '99. Well, that we would have done the business. I'm sure that's one. Know. He would have he would have marked Paul Scholes out of the game. What you can say about Paul, he also came Hope back. I've got that right, by the way. He yeah. also came back from Dortmund and came into that situation where Celtic were trying to stop Rangers from winning ten in a row, and it, it was a sensational Paul Lambert goal uh, against Rangers at Celtic Park that kind of turned the league. That season oh, That was a lucky hit <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a pass uh, So he and, he and Craig Burley Had an awful lot to do With Celtic stopping 10 in a row uh, I was going to bring The caller back on But it seems to have disappeared um, A couple more answers Coming in on the teaser I think it's too early For me to be uh, Reading them out Because these one. two Are absolutely oh. flying We're looking for Since 1980 A total of 9 players Have been capped For Northern Ireland Whilst at Rangers So this they must have been at Rangers at the same time Because there are a couple Who have been capped for Northern Ireland And have played for Rangers But not at the same time yeah, He's played now The centre half Macaulay Gareth Macaulay Gareth Yep Macaulay. Which means you're only three away 
You know, this is uncharted territory oh, for you three. I mean, this is the most difficult. <laughs> yeah. Centre well, forward. Uh, I wondered if you would maybe would have let Andy Little slip through the net, but you've got him. Centre uh, forward. Uh, he, 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 he then, he's in Ireland now. I think he, does he manage Linfield or. or uh, oh. I'm saying nothing. No. His name won't come I'll to tell me. you what. I'll give you some thinking time Because oh. we're going to hear the second part of Alison Conroy's exclusive interview With Sunderland boss uh, Jack Ross He's going to talk about his time at St Mirren He's going to talk about his ultimate aim in football And give us a bit of clarity on this constant debate Are our referees worse than anywhere else? Let's hear the thoughts of Jack Ross on a number of topics You talked about the home crowds This weekend you're going to be joined by a, a few more fans You've got some St Mirren fans coming down yeah, we. Um, you know, I was. I think I spoke in my time at St Mon about the importance of the relationship we, we built with supporters during that time, and it was unbelievably important in achieving success. You know, the the players. I always said that the players at St Mon through that, you know, the eighteen month period, of avoiding relegation and winning the championship, are the ones that deserved all the credit. But there was a fan base that that really bought into it and dragged us to safety, and then were. I think just reinvigorated through that period of winning the league and I think I, I know that when you leave a club um, you'll always have some fans that will not like you anymore or question a lack of um, loyalty or whatever it might be and that just goes with the territory and you never get the chance to, to you never get the chance to answer each of those people individually but what I did do at Simon was get the chance to get to know some of the people individually supporters and people who ran supporters clubs because I, I wanted to do that enjoyed doing it I've done the same down here so um, one of the supporters clubs Cockles Wilson supporters club that, that runs out of um, a pub in Paisley um, are coming down on, on Saturday and they, they've let me know that they've let Craig Sampson know it and <laughs> we um, it means a lot as well you know they're, they're coming to a fantastic stadium to watch football I know it's not too far away it's in the winter break in Scotland mm. But it means an awful lot, and you know, it's. Um, I'm hoping to get the opportunity to see them when they're down, and and if I do so, it just gives me that little opportunity to remind them how grateful I am for their support during my time there, and um, you know, hopefully we can reward them with something that excites them on Saturday as well. You of course left St Mirren after taking them back up to the Scottish Premiership. When you look at their league position at the moment, is it disappointing for you to see where they're sitting? Um, yeah, I mean, I would. I want the again when I left the club. Um, it was difficult because I, 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 you know, I absolutely was so happy in the job there, and I was content, and I was excited about the season that lay ahead. And you have to make career decisions based on on opportunities you might not come around again for you. But when I left, I, I absolutely wanted the club to continue its progression. Um, a lot of people are very good to make the club, not just a fan base. And um, I still speak to some of the players there as well, um, and so I, it's been. It's been challenging for them this season for, for a variety of reasons, change of manager and then where they've found themselves in the league. But the great thing is I think they've got to this period, the winter break in a window and, and not um, cut adrift by any manner. I mean, he's not even bought in the league. So hopefully they can um, hopefully they can have a stronger half of the season and, and you know at least to secure Premiership football for another season because I think it's important for the club to do that um, because we, they understood as a club how hard it was to get out of the Championship. So... We'd be absolutely delighted with that if that was the case, and, and from that platform they were able then to kick on again. Now you're on the outside looking into Scottish football. What do you make of the Scottish Premiership this season? It's been a bit different, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I this job is is incredibly demanding and consuming, and 
and the fixtures mentioned earlier, the fixture list is relentless. However, one I have a I have an interest in Scottish football that will never go away because I've you know I've earned a living from it as a player and was a fan before I was a player, etc. And so my interest in it remains consistent. I don't get to see as much of it as maybe I did before. Um, although we do have some good debates away games, Friday nights, etc. Um, about what games we're putting on. Um, as you can imagine, there's a number of playing squad don't want to watch what as a staff we want to watch. But um, it's been, I think it's been obviously refreshing to see so many teams in close contention at the top of the table. Um, I think naturally that creates an excitement around the second half of the season as well. I mean, the only difficult thing for me is it's, I can't really say what team out of those teams is better than the other because I don't see yeah. any of them or enough of them to know that I still try and catch a game when it's on but it's been um, I think like I mean, I've, I've kind of always been at pains to point out I'd never be one of those people that would leave Scottish football and then um, be critical of it I think it's a it's a game it's thrived in recent years it's got some really good clubs good players and some good coaches and managers and that'll that'll always be the case um, you know hopefully I can be successful down here and help continue that pathway for people to come down here if they want but um, I would certainly over the second half of the season keep a closer eye as I can on on what might end up you know probably being one of the closest title races we've had they've had sorry in Scotland in a number of years Referees is always an issue mm. in Scotland and at the moment more so than it has been for a while does it surprise you that there's so much focus how does it compare to the focus on referees in your games now? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was actually, I, I was it recently, I was reading it maybe in this morning or yesterday, I was reading online about, you know, obviously, some of the recent comments again and, and where they're at with it. And it, it did make me smile a little bit because I've not really seen anything like that since I came down here. Now, maybe it's because I don't know the referees as well. So I had a great a degree of familiarity with a lot of them in Scotland because I had either played to another referee or coached or managed, etc. Um, I suppose in the. It, the one thing in, in, in England is because there's so many more clubs, so the you know the, the probably the focus is spread more. Whereas in Scotland, there's obviously a smaller number of clubs, much smaller number of like full-time clubs, if you like. So the attention that's focused on each and every wrong refereeing decision, I think, is greater, um, and that creates this perfect storm, if you like. So I don't necessarily think that these officials make more mistakes than officials in any other country. I just think we have created this scrutiny that means that it becomes it becomes big and, it, and excessive to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. I don't think in my, my whole management career, even when I was in Scotland, I was ever really that critical of match officials. I, I think that I think yes, the, the, there needs to be more dialogue. Probably there was more experience yeah. of it. But second of all, I think we have a duty as a manager as well to to decide when we feel it appropriate to be critical it's a very easy thing to do um, it's a very easy thing to do to deflect away maybe something that you could have done better or your team could have done better within a game but I, I, that's the only thing I worry about is I don't think it's healthy at the moment mm-hmm. you know and I think I, I worry that you know from afar that's going down a path again that only becomes problematic it would be nice to see some sort of some sort of understanding everybody's role within the game and trying to improve that relationship rather than trying to weaken it yeah when you get to a stage that a, a referee is receiving threats because of mm. one game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, part of that is um, part of that happens because of the the twenty four seven nature of the world nowadays. Mm. Never mind football, um, and obviously the ease in which people can communicate with each other and get hold of personal information and be able to communicate. And 
it's entirely wrong. Um, and the, the, the issue with it, it has to be investigated and, can, and, and treated as, as a proper threat or whatever it might be. And quite often the reality is it's from people that um, are stupid, for want of a better description. And it is, that is entirely inappropriate. And I think that the condemnation of it will always be consistent. But I think you have to then maybe look at, uh, do we create an environment for that to happen? And at times, um, not to be in any defence of the people that would do it, but I think that... Um, just going back to that point earlier, you know, it would be, I think, the relationships need to be rebuilt rather than um, broken further. Let's go back to you. You've always been open about your aspirations. You've touched on it already, what you want from Sunderland. What is your ultimate aim in football? Yeah, I, mean, I suppose you get asked this a lot through, through various times in your career, both on the playing and non-playing side. And um, I mean, very simply, the always a short-term one is to do the job I'm in to the best of my abilities. So, you know, I was manager of Alloa, I think 21 months ago or something that was all it was and that was a brilliant job for me and it was a, probably a really fortunate job to get that has helped me get to where I am now um, but I can't say that at that time I believed that in less than two years I'd be managing a club of this size what I did do was want to do that job as well as I could so I've kind of always had that approach um, and it's the same here now for me to do this job properly is one thing and I think I do that and to be successful at I think I need to take the club back to the premiership beyond that I don't know I love this job I love working at this club um, I'd happily be here for years I mean it's a very and football's not like that but it's just such a good fit and I have you know there's not many bigger um, I suppose ultimately and I have said this before that I would love to manage my country at some point I just uh, I always wanted to play for Scotland when I, when I played football and I never got to do it Um and I'm still patriotic that way. I'm still somebody that would love to see us back at national finals because I grew up in an era whereby we were, you know, regulars through the 80s and 90s at, at, at major tournaments. So, um, but that, you know, that only that opportunity would only ever become a mild possibility should I be successful in club football. Mm. And you know, right now that's the focus. But it's, I suppose, very quickly it's just to be here as long as I can at the moment because I because I enjoy the job so much. The Hamden dugout one day for Jack Ross Well, watch this space Let's hear a few Keevans and Derek Johnson I've got any on the teaser since 1980 And nine players capped for Northern Ireland Whilst at Rangers Yeah, yeah. Uh, David Healy Yes The other one that comes into my mind is Roy Carroll He goalie. played for Rangers And yes. he was capped by Northern yes. Ireland Not at the same time oh, Would you believe you on. Yeah. What about, there's, there's one that's just hit me The young lad Ferguson we got on loan from Newcastle he also played for Rangers And he's also been capped oh, for Northern no. Ireland Not at the same time Good guess We'll get the answers hopefully next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Still lots of calls to get through Still lots of tweets as well uh, let, Let's try and do as many as we can The teaser Alan Wright sent it in Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address you need To send your questions Since 1980 Nine players capped for Northern Ireland Whilst at Rangers Jimmy Nicol John McClellan Steve Davis Kyle Lafferty David Healy Gareth McCauley Andy Little What about Lee Hodson? Yes He's there at the moment Of course mm, Well he's sitting Mirren on loan yeah Yeah uh, Snooker Loopy actually just tweeted To say if they get Lee Hodson Without a clue I'll be surprised I've even forgotten He's a Rangers player Well there you go uh, be uh, su- uh, they, they surprise you every now and then yeah. Snooker Right with one to go 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, one. I want to go. Yeah. And remember, all um, all night we've been asking you whose career would you have prolonged if you could? And I love some of the, the, the names that are coming up, ones that you perhaps haven't thought of. Jim McLaughlin, clearly a big Partick Thistle fan. Ah, to have Dougie Sumner available, oh, he says. Good goal for a Dougie. 61 goals, he says. Would be worth a fortune now, he says. Yes. There Absolutely. Uh, right. nobody's, nobody's asked how my career prolonged. <laughs> yeah, funny that. Um, 01419511025 is the number you need on the phones. If you want to hear that full Jack Ross interview, uh, you can do so on the Clyde One website. Let's speak to Alec, who's a Celtic fan on the line. Hi, lads. How are we doing? Good, Alec. What's on your mind? Uh, I'm looking forward to the, the, the league starting again next week. Well, I think it's uh, the, the Scottish Cup. Uh, so get back to going to the football and that. Uh, I'm 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 glad that Celtic sticking with a model under Brendan Rodgers. You know, I, I, I would have been very surprised if Brendan would have went for for somebody. You know, like Jermaine for thirty six years of age or whatever. Uh, I, you know, it's it could be a wee bit of a gamble because you know you don't know what you're getting. But then again, you know, the, the boy Bio, it could be a superstar. You know, it, and there must be something else. So, and obviously, we having the boy Weir and Oliver Buck coming in. So he's got that end covered. And I think now that's us starting to look at the defence. So we're not just obviously thinking about this, the league, this league. Obviously, Brendan's looking at the qualifications for the Champions League. Uh, and I know that you can say that there's a title race. Of course, there is. But you know, if you win the league, you've got these qualifiers so it's, you know he's not going to just look at players just to, to get his other line he's got to look at because right after the league's done you know it's weeks and then you're back into Champions League qualifiers I'll say, so. I'll say two things to you Alec number one and you're perfectly entitled to do this you're a fan a deeply committed fan you don't have a wish list you have a wishful thinking list and you hope that the Rangers players who have gone there uh, fail on whatever grounds and secondly yes Brendan Rodgers has signed his players with a view to this season's title race Not with a view to the Champions League qualifiers These are the players who are now entrusted with the job of getting Celtic over the line So I think you've been premature you, I, I just you, wonder, I, particularly Alec, because the, um, bio aside, the nature of the contracts I mean the guys might not be there to play because they're short term loans Oliver Burke won't, you would imagine, won't take part in the Champions League qualifiers They... Again, tonight, you know, I think that we're going to have Lee back sooner than later. So, Brendan's just gave himself options. What, what Rangers haven't they got, uh, Hugh, is the winning mentality. They haven't they got that mentality of getting near the line. Now, Celtic could, this could be Celtic season where they play the worst football. They show the, the, the most inconsistencies. And yet, it might prove to be one of our most successful. We're, we're still in control. Going for back-to-back trebles, and we maybe get to the last sixteen of the Europa League. So you would have to say that it would be under Braden's tenure, it would be his best season since he's come in. But Alec, you've given us every if in the dictionary. You know, Celtic, well, you've, well, got, you've he, got Celtic past Valencia now. You need to calm down. You need to wait until the the season resumes, and then find out. First of all, it's wildly premature to look beyond. This season It's insulting To look beyond this season Because Rangers are on The same number of points Kilmarnock are only a point behind And you really do have to Calm down 
and accept that 18 points have been dropped in the first half of the season and a similar ratio of games to points being dropped in the second half of the season and there'll be no title. Right. So if, if, if Brendan Rodgers is going out and he's obviously looking for a quality right back and I would like to see he's bringing in a quality centre half so do you think that, that Brendan is just bringing that in to get us the other line? Yes. Brendan is getting that in because we have got Champions League qualifiers as soon as whoever wins the league. Yeah, but I said that to you earlier, Alec. Oliver Burke is in a six-month loan deal. Some of the guys are on short-term deals, so that that that, that cannot be true for them. I mean, I, they're obviously that's that's in the forward line. As I say, it's looking as if Lee's going to be back sooner than later. So Brendan is giving himself options. I'm now looking for there, Brendan there to get the quality right back that he needs. And to get a quality centre oh, that, that, that we all know that, that we need Yeah but the priority like The priority though Is to win the league You're, You keep getting on about These Champions League qualifiers There will be no Champions League qualifiers Unless Celtic win yeah, the yeah, league Yeah but, but every team in the world Still has to try And yeah. do a bit of long term plan. planning huge. Right right, plan. there, there, there isn't a team anywhere I don't think And even the ones Who are fighting off relegation Of course the priority yeah. Is one thing But everybody needs to put you Some sort of structure In place to stand that, the future. But, but Alec yeah. is guilty Of the wishful thinking He's got all the Rangers players failing He's got all the Celtic players succeeding He's talking about Champions League qualifiers Which will not involve Timothy Weir Or Oliver Burke Because they'll be way back to the parent club by then So of the three signings that Celtic have made so far Two won't be there 01419511025 That's the number Alec dialed uh, Where was the tweet? I wish I could find it um, It doesn't really matter Because I remember what it said They were asking you yeah. About this Leeds business There we go Marky oh, yeah. P Thoughts on Leeds Sending a spy To Derby County um, Now <laughs> This is just First of all I want you to just sit back And imagine this Happened up here Oh yeah Imagine these phone lines And More incredibly The Leeds manager uh, Marcello Bielsa Admits Tonight Yeah yeah we did And it was all my fault He says um, And without trying to find Any form of justification I have been using this practice Since the 2002 <laughs> World Cup qualifiers With Argentina So just If you've not seen this story Leeds and Derby Are playing tonight A Leeds representative Was caught spying yeah. At Derby's training ground And, and wow. far far from denying it The manager stood in front Of television cameras And said yeah It was my idea yeah, It was me uh, Now Alison was speaking to Jack Ross And Jack Ross was speaking about referees And how it's different in England It's a much bigger country The pressure is spread out over a greater landmass, If you like uh, And yeah we do We are a very claustrophobic wee country uh, When it comes to these Situations involving referees Many many people here in Scotland Believe uh, that referees are biased Towards one club or another if we had a Marcello Bielsa situation here in Scotland, we'd be living under martial law. But, but the difference is, if you're training in a public area, what's to stop anybody well, watching? I, I don't think I mean, it is that public, though. Well, I don't it? know. I mean, I've, I well, haven't heard the whole well, story. Like training complex. I mean, that they got. must have let him in. They must. No, 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 no. no, no, no. So where's, no, where's he, he watching from? No, they caught him, and Frank Lampard immediately <laughs> cancelled the Derby County training session and phoned uh, Marcello Bielsa. And said that he had been disrespectful to Derby County and had disrespected well, the rules of fair up play. Was he a tree or something? Was he climbing a tree well, and watching he, it? Or was, what? Listen, it's sufficient to know that he was caught, and Leeds United admit, or the manager admits, deliberately sending him there as what shall we call it, industrial espionage. Is that against, is that against the rules? Watching another team? 
Well, I, Frank I, I, Lampard. I don't know. I don't know if there's rules. If you if you go to Celtic Park, eh, not Celtic Park, Lennox Town, you will find at Lennox Town that every training pitch is sealed off from the public. Right. In the, well, it's not a very public area. Since Brendan Rodgers came in, they've got the old sort of material wrapped round. Um, anyway, right, I, I think right. put it this way: there's not a manager in the world that would take kindly to it. No, I think no. that's all you yeah. need to know. Right, we need to wrap up the teaser. Thank you to Alan Wright for sending in since 1980. 1980 uh, a total of nine players capped for Northern Ireland whilst. At Rangers Can you name them You've got all but one You've got Jimmy Nicholl John McClellan Steve Davis Kyle Lafferty David Healy Lee Hodson Gareth McCauley Andrew Little Andy Little You're only looking for one more Aye, We need a Scooby player. We can't think I oh, know but I would love you To get I them know, all in your own I struggling I don't know if it's ever happened Things before With no clues right, I'll, I'll let the listeners in, what, is in, in a midfielder, secret Is he a forward or a yeah, defender? Midfielder um, Yeah midfielder More of an attacking type I told you Um is it Frank Carson? No <laughs> He's from the Down the Divisions era Right Ooh. Um, He has a Footballing father That we would be well oh, aware of Shields. In this country ah. Dean Shields There we go Actually played for Northern Ireland In the Star Sixes Last weekend didn't yeah. he? Great stuff I think that brings us to a close Thank you to Hugh Keevans And to Derek Johnson For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Really, really busy show So much appreciated All the calls and the tweets Fantastic Great memories coming in On tonight's topic So we thank you As always Now tomorrow Don't forget The Premiership is still On its holidays But we've got some Cracking lower league fixtures And all the usual Recapping Of the week's big story So make sure you join us From 2 o'clock um, And in the meantime You might as well Stay where you are And get your weekend Truly started Because GBX Friday's up oh, next Bring on Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.